Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is faster quotes and higher profits with my friend, Benjamin Darren. Benjamin is the founder and CEO of S2Q Systems, the creators of the fast-growing speed-to-quote software platform that is helping transportation and logistics companies respond faster to incoming quote requests. If you are looking to get faster quotes and higher profits, and who isn't, check out my conversation with Benjamin Darren. How's it going, Ben? Going well. Going well, Joe. Happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Ben, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Yes, my name is Ben Darren, CEO and founder of S2Q Systems. And we offer a few different products to the transportation industry. We have our Speed the Quote platform, which deals with email quoting, and our Speed the Bid platform, which helps companies bid faster on, on freight. And I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Very nice, very nice. So I met you. I met Ben on the way to TIA out in San Diego. I sat down. By the way, guys, this is why you should fly first class sometimes because you get to sit next to people like Ben Darren. We were right in the front where all the fancy (laughs) people were. (laughs) And so Ben has been through a lot of my blather already. We sat together on the way to San Diego, Detroit to San Diego. Then we took a lift from airport to the hotel that we spent a lot of time together at TIA. And then we took a lift back to the airport. (laughs) And Ben was very thankful he did not have to fly home next to me. (laughs) I I would like to to point out, though, flying first class from Detroit to San Diego, as you could probably see if there's video on this podcast, I don't miss a meal. So... (laughs) Yeah, very nice. (laughs) Anyway, Ben, let's talk a little bit more about speed. You can call it S2, which is the number two, Q systems. But it stands, in my mind, is speed to quote. What does speed to quote do? What problems are you guys solving for? And you sell to freight brokers? Yeah, we actually sell to freight brokers, asset-based carriers, expediters, dray operations, and even now are starting to have uh, success with some small shippers. Very nice. So what problem do you solve for them? Yeah, so we, we solve a few problems. The first problem that is typically a good fit for us are these transportation companies or shippers that get a ton of email quote requests coming into their business. Typically, these are spot quotes in nature. And that's issue number one, right, that we're trying to solve is how can we help our customers respond faster and more professionally with, uh, with those uh, emails coming in? The, the second uh, problem that we solve is helping business owners of these transportation companies uh, and sales leaders understand what opportunities are coming in the front door, right? And so typically if an organization wants to monitor uh, their team's quoting activity, it's a manual process, right? They're having to log every quote manually, whether in their TMS or on Excel spreadsheet. 
it, it takes up too much time, right? And so the byproduct of using our tool is it automates uh, the capturing, logging of the uh, quotes that are coming in. I love it. Anyway, I know this. If you're a freight broker, if you're a 3PL, you get a ton of emails sometimes. And by the way, we all would like it. And when I was at a 3PL, a lot of most of our shipments, our customer would put the, their loads right into our system. Beautiful. ERP puts it right in the system. Beautiful. We all love those. But that's not the reality. And I've talked to people who can get hundreds of emails per day. And sometimes they're in the wrong format. Sometimes they have attachments. And speed is the key. I, I might lose if I say, oh, I didn't get to that. I, I was talking to my friend or I was doing this or I was doing that. I was took a phone call. You're losing dollars. Money is draining from your business because who can answer 200 emails in a morning? And we have to figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is amazing the number of emails that can come into an organization just around, hey, what can you move this load for nonstop? And as, as time goes on, we're asking employees, right, to do more, right? And so our goal is just to help alleviate some of that, that manual effort in responding to those quote requests to free up some time. Yep. Let's switch gears for a sec. Tell us a little bit about you, Ben. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Some career highlights before you started S2Q Systems. Yes, uh, absolutely. So grew up, born and raised in Northeast Ohio. Browns fan, Guardians fan, Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Guardians? What? (laughs) (laughs) To me, I still fight it between Indians and Guardians. But but yeah, definitely a Guardians fan. Uh, and of course, an Ohio State Buckeye fan growing up here in Northeast Ohio, which Joe, I don't believe that's one of your oh, favorite we did We did not even talk about the game. At least this was a close game. It's funny. This game is how that rivalry has traditionally been. It comes down to the end. These blowouts that we, we are on the wrong end of them many times. <laughs> that is not the norm in this rivalry. So at least we had that's a close right. game. That's right. Well, we've had many promising years of beating uh, the Wolverine. I guess we got to let you win a few. Oh, yeah. It's funny. My dad was a big Michigan fan. And I remember he said, this rivalry goes back and forth. It's like 50-50. And he goes, we've won so many. That was when John Cooper was there. And then my dad said, I hope to God I don't live to have to watch Ohio State catch back up. And my dad died just after Lloyd Carr quit. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, the old man did it. Yeah, so I grew up in North, Northeast Ohio. And funny enough, Joe, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually share a a, a similar background in uh, my family was in the automobile business. So I know you were on the manufacturing side. My, my uh, great-grandfather had one of the first used car dealerships in Cleveland. And then my grandfather had a Chrysler Dodge store here in Cleveland. My dad had a few dealerships and it was one of the, one of the best experiences of my life growing up in the car business. Cause I, I got to drive cars at an early age, oh, yeah. probably before 16, had a chance to work in my dad's dealership at a young age, starting cleaning cars to eventually selling cars. But I was actually glad when he sold the dealerships because I did not like the car business. It got harder and harder. I tell you, I bet your great-grandfather and your grandfather and even your dad probably in the early years, hey, this is a pretty seriously good business. But it got so competitive. And I think one 
about one third of the dealers who existed 30 years ago exist today. So it got very tough. Every business gets tough. We're, we're going to talk about how our business got tough. So where'd you go after your dad's biz? Yeah, yeah. So luckily, I was in I was in a little school called Northwood in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I went to Northwood too for a year. Yep. So small business school. And after he sold the dealerships, it was really a godsend. I, I didn't really want to come back and, and be in that business. So after college, ended up actually getting involved in finance. Actually, you know, was always very entrepreneurial growing up. So I started a small commercial mortgage company and uh, ran that for a few years. And then in, unfortunately in 2009, when oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough time. It's hard to, it's hard to do commercial loans when no one's lending. Oh, I got some bumps and bruises from 2009 and 10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so at that time, after I had to, to close up the business, I had a fateful phone call from Bennett Adelson and Dan Sasserchi who were the, both the founders of MacroPoint. So I've known uh, them for my entire life and they were starting this, this uh, tracking company for logistics and they were looking for a salesperson to come in and help, help start selling. And at that time had no logistics experience, no tech experience. I like to sell. I'm in, let's do it. So nice call Ben. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, yeah, so I was the first salesperson hired at MacroPoint and it ended up being really a blessing because I had the opportunity to learn technology and how to start a company, how to grow a company from two of the smartest people I, I know and was able to stay with them through the, the capital raise with Susquehanna and then eventually was acquired by Descartes and stayed on with Descartes for many more years. And so yeah, I was I was there for I think a total of twelve years. It was one of the one of the greatest business experiences that I've, I was I was ever a part of. Yeah, when we were tra traveling out to San Diego, we talked about your time at Descartes, and I was uh, I struck by your great experience there because you've been you were on the ground floor. And then when I was at uh, TIA, you meet everybody at TIA, but I did spend a lot of time with people from Descartes, and actually I'm going to interview Andrew Weimer coming up here in the next week or two, he's um, at there. He spoke at TIA. And after he spoke, I went and saw him. We talked a lot and he, he knows you. So yet the other day when I said, yeah, I'm interviewing Ben, he goes, oh my God, yeah, I know Ben. So yeah, he, so I'm looking forward to interviewing them. Great company, uh, not just the MacroPoint team, which they're fantastic, but really the entire Descartes organization uh, is fantastic. So I uh, had, had the best experience with them. So here's the million dollar question. You started Speed to Quote or S2Q Systems. What was the hole you saw in the market? What problem did you see that was not being addressed? Sure, absolutely. So yeah, so we I was at Descartes and really it was one of those moments in the shower, not that I want any of your listeners to picture me in the shower, but <laughs> it was like, hey, you, know, you spent 12 years learning and, and understanding an industry, a market, you have passion for technology and logistics, transportation. What do you want to do with your life, right? Do you want to stay at Descartes, which I could have, I, honestly, I could have stayed at Descartes and been completely content and happy working there for the next 25, 30 years and retire there. But then the other part of me, the entrepreneurial side said, what, 
you know, could you take your experience over the last 12 years and build something? So you're right. I did start to look out in the market and, you know, had some other ideas and ended up with, uh, with understanding that, hey, there, there might be something to this problem of email quotes. Let me see if I could take a stab at solving the problem. And so that's what we did. Yep. And by the way, getting back to this, I think ideally when you hear the technologists talk, they say, oh, you don't have to email your quotes. We, we will get them out of your ERP and we'll quote those and that'll go back into your system. And by the way, that's a beautiful way to do it if you can convince customers. But there's a lot of smaller customers in particular who say, I don't have an ERP. I have these loads. I want to send them to somebody. And sometimes they mass email, right? And we can all say as logistics providers and as technologists and business owners is you shouldn't do that, that Mr. Shipper, you should commit to us and we should get all your quotes a week or two in advance and we can give you a better quote because we have time to do it. That's not the reality though of this business. There is a big chunk that is spot, meaning it just came up today. My current guy doesn't do it. I need somebody to pick up this load today. I need a quote right now. And the challenge is there's a lot of those guys. And by the way, this is good news. If you get 200 emails a day that you have to quote on, it's a pain in the ass, but it's still good news. <laughs> right. It is a good, it's a good problem to have. You're hundred percent. But it's correct. no problem because, and by the way, it's usually not the owner of the business who's responding to those emails. It's somebody you brought in and you grow up quickly in this business because you're customer facing and you have to deal with missing on quotes. You also have to, a lot of explanations if things don't go right, or you responded too late. My, my carrier is gone and the next carrier wants an extra hundred bucks. Those are the conversations that we are pushed to really quickly in this business. Absolutely. And so before we hit record, we were talking about a few problems that you guys solve. So one of the things you were very adamant about this whole idea of visibility into the quoting process, please explain what that problem is and how you guys are trying to solve it. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it's a big problem. And I'll start it here. When I talk with business owners or sales leaders at these operations, especially in tough times right now, their goal is to right, increase margin, get more business, right? And initially people think that the, what they need to do is actually get more logos, right? Get more shippers, more manufacturers on board. But the low hanging fruit is what's already coming into your business. The problem is they really don't have a good handle of what's coming in the front door. They know what they win because that's in their TMS, right? They know what they've booked. But they don't know what they've lost, right? And so our tool gives them a way to see holistically every quote that's coming in through their front door, what they're winning and what they're losing. And by identifying lanes, winning trends, right, dollars, it allows them to then train, right, and uh, work with their teams to quote better, right, and win more. And that's our goal. Yep. And by the way, I can tell you this, you, you, you said something very interesting, this idea of, I can see the logos that I won because they're in my TMS. I don't see the ones that I didn't win. And what's also interesting, and I'm sure you've seen this in, maybe in your current business, maybe in past lives, 
that you ever see like a massive company that you would love to have a lot of business from and you go, we did two loads for this company and I know they do a thousand a week and we got two loads and you're like, well, wait a sec, what is going on? Why are we getting two loads? I know they are doing thousands. We should be at least at 20 or 50 or a hundred and we got two <laughs> and that's a problem. And, and, and by the way, the bigger problem you and you, we talked about before we record is you as the sales leader or the owner of the business, you don't have visibility into how many quotes you did for them. And maybe you find out, hey, we quoted 300 loads and got two. What's going on? Or we quoted 10. Why are we quoting way more than that? That's exactly right. And the power that our tool, when used successfully, is giving those sales leaders a real opportunity to meet with the team and individually go through and say, hey, you're quoting this customer. 400 at-bats came over the last couple of weeks. We've only won one or two, right? <laughs> let's get that customer on the phone and let's review these with them. And we've seen many cases where our customers were able to instantly increase their volume with customers just by having professional conversations with them with the data in front of them. So the first thing you're trying to do is this gives you, so if I'm the sales leader or the owner of the business, I can have visibility into what my team. So if I got 20 guys out there who are consistently banging away, and by the way, they're doing the best they can. They are swamped, right? Because they're trying to answer a lot of emails. There's not a lot of time for reflection or <laughs> philosophical thoughts. You were go. And this gives us a chance to say, hey, what's Ben's batting average? What, how's he doing? Oh, Ben's got oh, this win rate. This is how many, and by the way, I think it probably always says this. Hey, look at Ben. He did 100 quotes today. And he sits right next to Joe who did 60. What's going on? Is Joe a slacker or is he doing a better job than Ben? What, what's going on here? So I can look across my whole team and see how many are they quoting on? How many are they winning? And who are they working with? That's right. That's right. And it, and also what you can do with our system is be able to take your seasoned sales folks that are really good at, at getting a lot of wins, high win percentages, good margin dollars, and being able to take that data and that structure and put that in the play in the hands of all your team members instantly. So now when you're bringing on a new quota or a new salesperson, the learning curve to get them up and running to quote lanes is way lower, right? They, they're able to get up and running very fast. So all by itself, I'm not just, I'm not just saying this just to be salesy here, folks. All by itself, that is worth the price of admission. Having actual visibility into what my team is doing. And I can look across and say, Ben is fantastic at this. I want to promote him to be a mentor to these other guys because I want them all to get to his level. Maybe he's doing something that better and different that we don't know about. It's, but you can't have those conversations. I always say the best part about data isn't data. It's the conversations we have around data. It gives us insights that we didn't have before. That's right. That's exactly right. So what's the second thing I wrote? First, second thing I wrote down here is faster quotes. How do you help them get faster quotes? Yeah. So the goal of our product is to aggregate 
a lot of the tools that a logistics salesperson or, or a quoter has to constantly use throughout the day. So if we take a, just a simple example of an email quote request coming in from Cleveland to, to Vegas for a 53 dry van, typically they're going into their TMS to look at historical data, right? They're looking up to see what they've run that lane before. Then they're going to their favorite rate source, right? Whether it's DAT or green screens or truck stop or sonar, whoever, right? Then they're having to do some analysis, add their margin, type up an email, which as you know, and most people listening, quote responses from salespeople in logistics, not always the most neat responses, right? Grammar, or sometimes they're in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, they're in a hurry, or sometimes it's, it's just a number, right? And so how we speed up that process is we aggregate all of those tools right into one view into their email system. So we're integrated with the different email platforms out there and, um, and we're integrated uh, with your favorite rate sources. So we have certified integrations with DAT, green screens, uh, truck stop, and a few others coming soon. And so they can get all that information in their email. And then we also work with our customers to create custom template responses. So that way they have a professional response uh, across their entire organization. So with a click of a button, they have the data, they can make a quick decision, they can add their margin and have a email typed up in, in seconds. And the beautiful part is since we're tied into their email platform, it doesn't look like it's coming from some third-party system or a robot. It comes directly from that salesperson. And by the way, before we hit record, we were talking about the idea of bots. And a lot of people are using bots. And I, I'm sure going forward, we will use more bots. I'm not against it. I don't think you are either. But it, we've all received automated messages back that is upsetting where you go, God, I, was, I sent a note to somebody and I got automatic... And now, by the way, out of office, no, that's just courteous. But when you're following up like, uh, hey, where's my payment on this? And you get like an automated response. You're like, oh, okay, I wanted you to look into this. I wanted you to be aware that I have a problem that you're. I'm hoping you can help me solve. And I get automated. Not everybody. And I guess, again, we'll get used to it. But it is not right for everybody. And it is not, it's not, we're not 100% there yet with the automated bots. Yeah. Yep. And, and look, there are some wonderful companies out there that offer bots and robotic automation, fantastic companies. That's not who we're selling to. Our customers, they, that's not what they want. They don't want to replace people with these bots. Our goal is to work with companies that want to deploy technology in a meaningful fashion to their people so they can do more with less. Yep. This is just, this is getting standardized. So if I, once I have visibility into how all my people are, the number of quotes, the win rate, all that other stuff. Now I've taken what was, could be, again, I could say, I'm real happy with the way Ben responds to quotes, less happy with the way Joe's doing it. Cause Joe's not giving them the information back in the email. And by the way, I said this before, <laughs> 3PLs move fast, brokers move fast. And I remember everyone, I would always say, if there's a problem load with them, please copy me. And I, and then I'd be copied it. And there's misspellings, there's poor grammar. There's a lot of things that I think, okay, we're already working with them. And again, my team's tasked with doing stuff quickly. 
And maybe we're not being judged on grammar. Maybe we're not being judged on the professionalism. Not, maybe that's not the first priority, but at some point people judge. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> want my team bogged down going slow. But if you can automate some stuff, if you can make those faster quotes. And by the way, you said the average freight quote takes three to 10 minutes on average. How fast can you guys do it? That's correct. Yeah. What we've seen in the market and what our customers have told us was the average time takes uh, an individual any, anywhere from three minutes to 10 minutes to research, respond to a quote request. And that means they're going into their TMS and looking at what, what do we normally pay? They might look at that. They might look at truck stop. And by the way, we talked about green screens. You're integrated with them. And one of my sponsors have been on a few times on the podcast. I love what they're doing because they take that data and then basically they're using AI and the, and they're taking a number of data sources, including your own, because it's just because the market's paying $1,800 that maybe you're paying $1,700, maybe you're paying $1,900. More important to understand what you pay than, because if we have different truck types, def, different lanes. I think the cool thing about green screens is you don't necessarily have to have the tribal knowledge. And I love that you're connected to them because now we're talking about you could be a smaller company. You don't have to have a billion dollar technology budget to get a green screens, to get speed, speed to quote. And, and all of a sudden you're playing like you're playing the same game as the big boys without the huge technology spent. That Joe, you're a thousand percent right. In fact, one of the, one of my, one of my core items for the business was, hey, and I think I even mentioned this in our first press release, which was, hey, the large companies out there, they're going to have huge tech budgets, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna be spending a ton on AI and bots and, and all this stuff, right? But how does that medium, large, medium, small company compete? with those larger companies. I'll, I'll tell you how, right? It, it's investing in technology, not just us, but green screens or DAT or truck stop or other platforms. Partner yeah. up. Yeah, they yeah, you, yeah, they have to be able to invest in certain, some of these services because they're not going to have the tech budget that these other billion dollar brokerages are going to have. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of the billion dollar bro brokerages, now we all know the convoy story. And Kudos to them for many for raising the bar in our space. I, I will never criticize them. The, whatever mistakes they made, we would probably all make the same some dumb mistakes if we we're at that that high level that they're at. But what we know is that you have to be very careful with your technology spend dollars. So there's a lot of companies that say we're going to spend this much money. There has to be an ROI on this. And and by the way, it's a lot easier if you can. I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, Ben, a lot easier if you can say, hey, Ben, what's the ROI that people are getting from this? And you can say, well, I'm working with this many other companies who are already seeing it, as opposed to saying, we're going to start from scratch. We're going to work with some guys and we're going to develop our own. Don't take your eye off the ball to develop your own at, when, in, when you're small, when you're medium. I, I, I'm not even sure. I know larger companies are going to spend on tech. But I just keep thinking, if there's already something that's working, why are you making it yourself? Sorry, techies. I know they're all turning it. They're turning the podcast off right now. So anyway, <laughs> I'm not against the technology, but we all know we have to be very careful with the spend. 
And again, I think also we talked about this before we hit record. We are developing a place where there are haves and have nots in this space. And it comes down to technology. Are you keeping up? Are you investing in the technologies like the green screens, the speed to quote, that allow you to get that lower transaction cost that the big guys are already have? They're already taking that advantage. And by the way, that's the same. We, we talked for a minute before uh, about your car dealerships. One of the problems that came to the car dealerships is um, guys like Roger Penske own 2,700 dealerships. And you're like, yeah, do you think he can put a few bucks into it? He's a billionaire. So when you're like, yeah, the, we compete against the guy down the street who's a billionaire. That's the same thing that's going on in this business. We are competing against really big companies who have deep pockets for tech and they can afford to make some mistakes along the way. Yeah. Yeah. You again, don't want to get too far down the the convoy path. uh, But when you compare some of these mega dealerships to maybe some of the larger logistics companies, those mega dealerships can't afford to sell you a car for less than what they paid for it. Right. So that's not, not the best business model, but yeah, things that you are to get against. Yep. We talked about the visibility into the quoting and we talked about how you're going, you're getting quotes done in 60 seconds or less, where the, where the average is somewhere between three and 10 minutes. You're also sending back something that is more professional, something that, that you as the owner of the company, you as a sales leader, be proud that it came out of your organization. And then on top of that, we have visibility into how it's working. So I, at the end of the day, end of the week, I can always look at a, a scorecard that says, how are my guys doing? And by the way, we also know this. I don't think it's as much the way it was, but I think it still happens where brokerages say, oh, we hire 10 guys and two work out and eight get fired or quit. That's not a good model. The generation, <laughs> my children's generation, they won't put up with the crap that we all did <laughs> as young people. So they are going to say, Hey, this is a crap job. So we're going to have to do a better job with the retention. If I'm going to hire someone, I'm going to train them. I want to retain them. And that visibility isn't just to be judgy about them. It's to say, hey, let's mentor these guys. I, this is a smart young, smart young guy, smart young gal. I want them to stay. I want them to be successful. Look, not to go back to you know, the Ohio State-Michigan game, right? But... I think in all sports, just like in business, unless you watch yourself playing or practicing game tape, you can't get better, right? Same as professional, the professional world, right? If you can't track what you're doing on a daily basis, it's not about necessarily your effort. It's just, hey, how am I, what am I doing here on this particular quote, on this lane, right? This, this is this applies to all industries, right? You got to be able to record what you're doing so you can get better at it. It's very simple. Yep. Yeah, I love what you're doing. Again, this <laughs> right now it is a. I saw I got an email yesterday from somebody saying we're in a freight recession. I don't think too many people in the freight world would argue with that right now. These are difficult times, and it's been. I think we're hopefully coming out in the. Everyone said the fourth quarter, but we are talking in the fourth quarter, Ben. This might release in January. Hopefully, the first quarter of next year, we get out of this. But it doesn't matter. What we do know is people have made investments. During the downtime, 
big companies continued to spend. They weren't worried they were going out of business. Smaller companies, they didn't make the investments. And again, this is where the haves and the have-nots happen. We have to be able to lower that transaction cost. We have to be able to make higher margins, have a higher win rate. Everybody knows that. It's not rocket science. So, Ben, Darren, I'm going to summarize. Then I want to get your final thoughts. So, there are some problems in the space. We talked about them. but And you guys have some solutions to those problems. And one is if we're using speed to quote, I am, and, and this is, integrates with my email platform. But is that Outlook? What else do you integrate with? Uh, yeah. So we have integrations with Outlook, Front, and Gmail. Very and nice. Front is, the, is probably another, another platform, email platform that a lot of logistics companies are starting to use. Very nice. When I'm using that, I can get faster quotes. It's completely integrated with green screens, DAT, and truck stop, which is very nice. So I'm going to get faster, better quotes out. I'm going to have a better chance of winning those quotes because uh, sometimes getting the quote back quick is the difference between winning and losing. Getting the right quote at the as faster is obviously the best way. So you're going to reduce my transaction costs. You're going to let me win more business. We're going to have a better, since we got custom email templates, we're going to have a better professional look. And last but not least, we talked about this idea of visibility and, and be able to get a scorecard for how my guys are doing, how my gals are doing, and be able to mentor them so they don't end up quitting or getting fired because of something that you could have trained them on. We spend, A lot of companies are spending money to, to hire and retain. And then to have somebody not be successful, a lot of times it was like, I don't know why they're not successful, but now we can have some insights into why they aren't successful. That's right. So final thoughts, Ben Darren. Yeah. So I, I think for my final thoughts are first off, Joe, thank you so much for having me on your oh, podcast. My pleasure. It feels like we're just picking up right from our uh, conversations going to San Diego. Uh, but my final thoughts are, hey, anyone out there that regardless of shape or size of your business, if you're getting a lot of email quote requests coming into your business and you want a way to help streamline the response, but also understand what type of data what type of requests are coming from your customers? This is a platform for you. If it if you're more contract or you're more on bid boards or you want bots, those are there are other great companies. But if you're looking for something else, we'd love to talk to you. I love it. I love it. Ben, I like to interview smart, interesting people like you, people who are killing it in this space. Who else should I interview? Sure. I think one person that you should reach out to is Russ Felker. Russ is the CTO of Trinity Logistics. Very nice. Very nice. If you can connect me with him, hopefully you got his email and I'd love to talk to him. I haven't talked to anyone from Trinity yet. Absolutely. Great company, great people. So Ben, one more time, who's the sweet spot for speed to quote or S2Q systems? Uh, yes. I would say, again, any freight broker, carrier, expediter, drayage operation that is inundated with email quote requests coming into their business. Got it. Got and it. That's our sweet spot. I love it. So what conferences will we see you and the fine folks from Speed to Quote at? I know I saw you at TIA, but where else will we see you guys? Yep. So we're, we haven't finalized our 2024 uh, events yet, uh, but you'll certainly see us at TI Cloud. I think we might be heading to Manifest this year. Definitely going to Manifest. So I will see you there. Okay. 
Uh, and then I think there were a couple other ones that uh, that we had at Verizon, but nothing's been finalized. Yep. So I'm just looking here at Capital Ideas for TIA is April 10th through the 13th in Phoenix. April 10th through the 13th. Is that cold in Detroit and Cleveland? It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> My sister was born in April and you can always look at the pictures. from. Sometimes it's like, there we are playing in the flower garden in the backyard. The grass is green. Other times it's snow on the ground, so you just never know it. But anyway, that's a good reason for you and I both to be out at TIA in Phoenix because it is nice in April in Phoenix. There's a good chance that we'll be flying through Detroit, so you never know. We might be seeing yeah, next might week. see it. Yes, exactly. So you, Ben, what I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile. I'll put a link to your website and any of the links you have. You and your marketing team give me. I'll put those in the show notes so people can reach out. And I love what you guys are doing because again. It, there's nobody who doesn't want faster quotes and higher profits. We definitely all need those, especially now. So thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. It was a pleasure. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.